verse number 1, Peter said, Therefore I exhort the elders among you as your fellow elder and witness of the sufferings of Christ and a partaker also of the glory that is to be revealed. Number one, he said, I exhort the elders among you. He's talking about a plurality of men. Shepherd the flock of God among you. We see that these elders are to shepherd the flock that they are over, over a local congregation, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but voluntarily according to the will of God, and not for sordid gain, but with eagerness, nor yet as lording it over those allotted to your charge, for proving to be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Peter was given instruction about the work of elders and who they are to shepherd over. You see, God indeed has given us a pattern that we are to follow. When it comes to salvation, God has given us a pattern to follow. We know what we need to do. In Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38, we find about 3,000 individuals follow the teaching of the apostle Peter. They obeyed the words that Peter gave them in Acts chapter 2. They believe the words of Jesus. In Acts chapter 2 and verse uh, 37, we find that these individuals, they asked Peter, brethren, what shall we do? Peter said to them, repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. That, that's what we're still supposed to do today. He's given us these instructions of what we need to do. There's a pattern when it comes to what we need to do when it comes to being saved and what we need to believe and, and how we worship and the organization and structure of a local congregation. Even when it comes to the Lord's Supper, God has given us a standard, a pattern for us to follow. And so this mindset of, well, God didn't give us a pattern in all things, that's an unbiblical attitude toward the authority of the Scriptures. And maybe more than ever, I think maybe the use of church funds and how, the, uh, how and what a congregation can do with the funds that are collected by the saints, I think that maybe is where this attitude is really prevalent, that God really hasn't given us a pattern. Indeed, he has. Let me give you one more unbiblical attitude, and then we'll ra wrap this up here. Now, some people may look at these things here, and they may say, you know what, I don't know, maybe this is just too much, maybe this is a stretch, uh, maybe, you're just, maybe you're pushing this too much. These are mindsets that people have. And this last one is a mindset that some people have as well, making sure that we don't have this mindset. The mindset of, I just don't care. You know, there are people who have this mindset when it comes to the authority of the Scriptures. They'll say at the end of the day, I just don't care. Now, maybe they won't say that, that phrase out loud or something like that, but many people have that mindset, I just don't care. And sometimes people can hear sermons like this and sermons on the authority of the Scriptures and how we go about establishing Bible authority and even whether it's singing or, or uh, the, the Lord's Supper. And some people just say, well, I, don't, I just don't think any of that really matters. And my friend, we need to be careful with this mindset. Obviously, this is an unbiblical attitude toward the authority of the Scriptures. You know, it can be the case when it comes to marriage and divorce that people have this mindset. I just don't care. Yeah, I know what Matthew 19 says. I know what it says about the reason as to why one can get divorced uh, lawfully in the eyes of God. And I know the consequences of what Matthew 19 and verse 9 says. But many times people just say, you know what, I've read it, I see it, I hear it. But I, at the end of the day, I'm still going to do what I want to do. I have talked to people who have, who have, they haven't said that exactly, but that's the mindset that they have. At the end of the day, yeah, I can see the authority of what you're saying here or what I am supposed to do or not supposed to do, but at the end of the day, I'm going to do whatever I want to do. You know, the Bible says a lot about 
discipline, church discipline. First uh, Corinthians chapter five, Second Thessalonians chapter three, and church discipline isn't necessarily something that many congregations do. They can read about it, and they can hear sermons on it, and sometimes. Even individuals, when it comes to church discipline, especially if it's a a family member or someone they're super close to, they may have that mindset as well. I just don't care. I know there's supposed to be a distinction when we withdraw from someone. There is supposed to be this change in our relationship, but I'm just going to continue to do what I want to do. You see, we've got to be careful with this mindset. This is unbiblical in nature. It's an unbiblical attitude toward the authority of the Scriptures. And we all have to ask ourselves, Are we going to truly submit to what God wants us to do? It's not about what I want. It's not about what you want. It's what about what God has to say. And that's why that passage in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17, and we'll get to a couple of lessons here looking specifically at certain things, but this is why Colossians 3 and verse 17 is so important. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. We have to submit to God. We have to submit to his authority. Do you believe that? If we don't believe this, then we're going to have a hard time when it comes to establishing Bible authority, when it comes to the distinction between aids and additions, when it comes to the distinction between the individual and the church. We're going to have some problems with that if we don't truly buy into the fact that God's word is authoritative in nature. So our responsibility is simply to love the Lord. Our responsibility is simply to do God's will. Our responsibility is to recognize that God's word is authoritative in nature, which means that we have to listen to it. And I will tell you this, many people, and uh, just having a conversation recently with someone, it's a reminder that many people can have a mindset where they they just kind of ignore God's word. Many people, when it comes to salvation and when it comes to baptism, you know the mindset of many people? They just say, well, yeah, I mean, I can read that verse, but, you know, it, it doesn't mean this or I don't, I don't have to do that. That's an unbiblical attitude toward the word of God. You can tell someone, Mark 16, 16, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. And they can say, well, you know, baptism isn't essential. And they, they just totally disregard the word of God. My question for all of us this morning is, how are we going to handle the word of God? Do we really believe it is authoritative in nature? Do we believe that we need to listen to what it has to say? If we have this kind of, these kind of mindsets or these kind of attitudes toward the word of God, it's going to get us in trouble later on when it comes to what God wants us to do. So my appeal to you and for all of us is making sure that we have the right mindset, that we have the right attitude when it comes to God's word. It is authoritative. It is inspired by God. And in the last day, we will be judged by these words. That's what Jesus said. So Jesus did say in Mark 16 and verse 16, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Do you believe that? Will you submit to that? Don't have the mindset of, I don't care what he says there about baptism. You've got you to make sure you are willing to do the will of God. That's what we encu- want to encourage you to do. If you need assistance, if you need a Bible study, we'll be more than happy to study with you. We had a, another soul who was saved this past Wednesday night by submitting to the authority of Jesus Christ and putting on Christ in baptism. And that's an amazing thing to see. And that's all we're striving to do here, simply follow and do the will of God. If you're subject to the invitation, come now as we stand and as we sing. One, two, three,